he does look hobbitish. sitting crooked welcome sitting i noticed in recordings that we repeat each other a lot in different <laughs> I, tones they'd so be like welcome and i'll be like welcome <laughs> it's okay and we do it back and forth Anyways. it's okay try and stop us <laughs> yeah um yeah this is sitting crooked i'm jenna i'm angie and we're in a car sitting crooked <laughs> i'm sitting cross-legged and kind of tilted but <laughs> i'm sitting cross-armed and Tilted. Also tilted. <laughs> um, and <yeah>. together. <laughs> this is a weekly podcast where we explore the uncomfortable. Uh-huh. So this will be our second episode? Yes, wink. <laughs> yeah. Last week was Valentine's Day. Yeah. I hope you guys got chocolate and laid. <laughs> <laughs> Did you do anything? No, we're supposed to do something on Friday. Ooh. Which... Will have already passed by the time you guys hear this, so. We got pizza. Aw. <laughs> and watched we, Bob's Burgers. <laughs> we also had pizza and watched The Office. Nice. <laughs> but that wasn't official. That's just every night. That's an every week kind of thing. Every night kind of thing. Yeah. Eh. Excellent. Yeah. Alrighty. Do you have any clue? You mentioned crime. And you mentioned <laughs> that the... <laughs> You mentioned crime, which is, like, so weird, because we never talk about that stuff. You mentioned something about the Bundy bite and dental stuff, and that's, like, the closest mm. clue that I've gotten, mm-hmm. but other than... I have nothing. Okay. I don't I don't even know what I was going to make so up. So it's a murder. Uh-huh. It's a murder thing, serial murder thing. Oh. And it's not something you and I have ever talked about before. Oh. And it's not something that... For sure it's been done, because it's what, like, last podcast on the list, uh, Left calls a heavy hitter. But uh, I myself have never heard it covered in a podcast yet. Oh, can I guess? Yes. Is it a man? <laughs> can kind of. Can I guess who? <laughs> it's two people. Two people? Team. A team? And we've never covered them? Like, or we've never talked about them? Correct. Like, ever. Their name has never once come up. Two men or two women? Neither. It's a man and a woman. Oh. <laughs> when you said couple, I thought of uh, Dean Coral and uh, Henry Lee Lucas and what's his face? Otis Tool. But those are not it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to stop dragging this out. Okay. Have you heard of Rosemary and Fred West? No. Oh my God. You're going to love this. Oh, I'm so excited. So. Serial killers, obviously. Uh, spoiler. But um, this... So my my first murder love, as I've told you before, uh, was Lizzie. Mm-hmm. Our gal Lizzie. Um, but this is the first case that I took a deep dive into as a youngin. I watched uh, a documentary called Crimes That Shook the World with my sister. Aww. And this is the first one that I watched. And I was like, oh my god, I didn't know people were capable of this. It just... It was like one of those mind-blowing my life is different now oh my god tell me kind of okay so (laughs) sorry (laughs) that's okay so it's a um married couple 
Okay. Okay. And I'm going to, there's so much information and I couldn't even fit it all in, but we'll start with their backgrounds. So okay. who do you want to hear about first? Rosie? Rosemary. Okay. Hers, I couldn't find as much information, but um, Rosemary Letts was born in 1953 to a mother with severe depression and a father with paranoid schizophrenia. Oh, no. So good start. Uh, her parents separated when she was a teenager. So she like lived with her mom for six months. And then after that was like, screw that. Went to live with her dad, which was a terrible mistake because he was super violent and consistently sexually abused her. Oh. Um, I'll say up front, there is a lot of child abuse in this story. Okay. So if, if any listeners, if you can't handle child abuse, just... Turn back go now. Go back to cannibalism and just listen to that one again. <laughs> um, so Rose, like, as she started developing and, like, was going through puberty and stuff, she was obsessed and fascinated with her body. And she would do some interesting things, like parade around the house naked intentionally in front of her brother. To oh. To be like, look at, look at these. Brother. <laughs> <laughs> Brother, yeah. Uh, she would, like, sneak into his bed at night. Are they, like, full siblings? Not... Yeah. Oh, okay. Full 100% siblings. Not that that makes it much better, but just, the, like, just trying like, to give her... step or half, there's, like, a degree of separation where yeah. you're like, eh, Yeah. It's not illegal anymore, so... <laughs> um, so that's Rosie. Okay. And the reason that her history is much shorter is because she's significantly younger than our boy Freddy. Okay. So his history is longer. So Frederick... West was born in 1941 to a family. Uh, they were poor farm workers. What? What's the face? 12 years apart? Mm-hmm. Jesus. Something like that. Math. No judgment. Just continue. Sorry. It's only an issue because of, like, when you're 60 and 72, it's like whatever. Yeah. But when you're 10 and 22, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the younger you are, the bigger the age difference is. Yeah. Anyways. So, um... Fred was born uh, to a family. They were pretty poor um, farm workers. His father was hardcore disciplinarian, and his mother was crazy overprotective. Oh, no. <laughs> um, Fred was the eldest of his six children, um, and they contributed to the household. They had, like, a bunch of chores they had to do every day. They harvested wheat and hunted rabbits for dinner and all that sort of thing. Um, throughout his childhood, he developed a lifelong habit of petty theft. Um, classmates who were later interviewed referred to him as dim, lethargic, and regularly in trouble. Uh, even at the end of his life, he was barely literate. Um, but he was pretty good as a woodworker, so that's what he ended up doing as his career and making his bread and butter. Okay. Um, he claimed, like Fred claimed, that he was introduced to sex by his mother when he was 12, that she introduced him to bestiality. What? And here, watch this. <laughs> like, I couldn't. Well, I shouldn't say I couldn't find. I didn't go to that many sources. I watched a couple documentaries and the lovely Wikipedia. But from what I saw, I couldn't find any more than that. So I don't know if it was like a watch this or watch me do this or I'm going to teach you how to do this. I don't know what the introduction was, oh. but apparently there was an introduction. Um, and his father regularly sexually abused and raped his sisters. Oh, God. Um, Fred's brother said that this was all fake, though, but he, if I'm remembering correctly, he also ended up going to jail for raping children. The brother? Yeah. 
So, I mean, like, uh, this family, though. <laughs> um, Fred was super blunt and aggressive when approaching women. He would just walk up to them and start fondling them. And his ex-lovers said that he was an extremely poor sexual performer because he was extremely selfish. So they got, like, zero pleasure from anything because he was just like, Matt, done. Oh. Yeah. Um, so going back to Karen and Georgia and My Favorite Murder talk a lot about head injuries. Uh-huh. So we got some head injuries. Of course we do. He suffered two head injuries um, between the age of 17 and 20. One was a pretty bad motorcycle accident. And then the second was he was in, par- in like an apartment building or something on a fire escape. And he tried to approach a woman and started like fondling her. So she pushed him off. <laughs> Two stories. So he fell, concussion. I think he slipped into a coma for a little bit. Yeah. Head injuries. <laughs> so, so more than one. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Um... In 1961, uh, he Fred's sister claimed that Fred had been having sex with her, and she was now pregnant with his baby. Oh. Uh, later that month, he was arrested and admitted to molesting his sisters when asked about it. He responded with, doesn't everyone do it? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, <laughs> so his sister refused to testify, and his mother came to his defense, so the entire case collapsed. Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, so in 62, Fred married his first wife, Catherine, nicknamed Rena, Bernadette Costello. Um, and it didn't take long for him to start engaging in numerous affairs. Um, and she had one child from a previous relationship. So she was pregnant well when they got married. Uh Uh-huh. But he readily accepted, um, what's her name? Charmaine as his own. The daughter? Yeah, the daughter. Did he molest the daughter? Not yet. It it just gets worse and worse. And he had another daughter with Rena. So they have two together so far. Did she know that he was molesting? Like, when did he molest her? I'll get to that. Okay, sorry. That's okay. Um, So they moved in together, married. He was having affairs. um, Two daughters. Fred kept his daughters in a barred bunk bed to create, like, a cage, and they were only allowed out while he was at work. Fred consistently beat Rena, um, and after she found out that he had mistresses, she took a side piece of her own, and side piece, what was his name? She being the wife? Yeah. So Rena, yeah, Rena engaged in an affair, I forget his name, let's call him John, um, John found out that Fred was beating her, so then John would go and beat up Fred, which would make Fred beat up Rena more, and it was like this <laughs> oh my God. vicious cycle. It was terrible. Um, so Fred once accidentally... I put that in quotes. There's nothing that implies that he did it intentionally, but I put it in quotes because I'm like, well, this guy doesn't have the greatest track record. Um, Fred once accidentally ran over and killed a four-year-old boy. Oh my god, this guy! Yeah, and he, because he was a woodworker, most of his, um, clients and money came from locals, so he was really scared about the reaction from his local community, so he moved. Well, he better be making them coffins! (laughs) (laughs) So he, (laughs) so he moved to a caravan in, um, Gloucester. With his daughters. Oh, this is in uh, UK, by the way. That's what I was going to ask. 
Like, wait a second. I'm not sure. So Scotland? Glasgow? No, England. it's in England, yeah. Okay. Sorry, I should have led with that. No, that's okay. Also, every time I mention Gloucester, I spelled it phonetically because I know that when the time came, I would read like Gloucester and I wouldn't know how to like the Worcestershire. 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 Um, so it kind of looks like Gloucester when I type it out phonetically. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so he uh, escaped. I don't know. There wasn't any information on, like, whether or not he went to jail for that and stuff. Because okay. he just immediately moved. Oh. So, I I don't know. Maybe no one knew about it, that it was him until after. How old is he now? Like, when um, is this happening? Do, 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 do. Born in 53. So this is in 62. He was, he was born in 41. 41. She was 53. Yeah. Okay. Jesus. So, early 20s. Okay. Yes. Ugh. Um... So he moved to a caravan in Gloucester with his daughters, Charmaine. So that's the one from the uh, Rena's previous marriage, mm-hmm. and then his one legitimate, w- legitimate, with Rena uh, Anne Marie. And then, following that, he moved first with the daughters, and then Rena followed, and then his two girlfriends followed as well. What is this guy? How does he attract all these women? I mean, not his daughters, but how does he attract all these women? I don't know. He's Especially brutal. Especially since he's so bad in bed. Like, I don't... And he's... And there was no... Like, like, there was no... Like, with Bundy and stuff, it's like, oh, he was so charming and da 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 There's no reference to that that I can find that he was, like, a charming man or... Well, he shook hands by grabbing it... boobs! <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> like... Maybe some women find that charming. I don't know. I don't know. So, damn. Wifey comes, joins him, along with his two girlfriends. So he dominated these three women, and this is when he begins sexually abusing his stepdaughter, Charmaine. Mm. Um, And he also encouraged Rena, his wife, to become a prostitute so she could contribute to the income. Of course he did. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. And here I just wrote, this is me trying to, like, condense because there's so much information. Messy things happened. (laughs) Attempts for Rena to escape with kids foiled by one of Fred's mistresses moving in and out. A whole Mori Povich mess. (laughs) (laughs) So from what I remember from that, like, she tries to move out a couple times, but one of the mistresses... Because, like, the girls kind of become friends, so one of the other girls knows, but then she thinks Fred had promised her, the girlfriend, that he would eventually marry her. So she felt more of a loyalty to him, so she ruined Rena's plans of escaping with her kids by tattling on her to Fred. Is he an attractive man? I'll let you decide. Like, I did pull- to get away with all this shit, and, th- like, we haven't got to the, the death yet. Well, kind of. Yeah, no, no, but we like, have not. Well, he killed that boy. Oh, yeah. But I mean, like, that's that's a lot of shit for some, like, unattractive, poorly performing, <laughs> boob-shaking <laughs> guy. Like, what the hell are my pictures? That's Fred. Uh, he kind of looks like the dad from Brady Bunch, but with a fuller face and less chiseled. Yeah, he, he's got, like, a really weird, like, Perm? Martin Freeman kind of hobbit look. <laughs> like, 
Well, yeah, he's British. That's probably why. In 1967, one of Fred's girlfriends was, so she's 18 and eight months pregnant. How old is he compared to At her? At this time, so 1967, he's almost 30. Oh, Jesus. So she's 18, eight months pregnant. She went missing. Hmm. So later in 1994, jumping ahead a little bit, her dismembered body was found in a cornfield with her unborn child cut from her womb. Oh, no. Oh, man. So girlfriend number one, gone. Um, Rena left Fred on and off, as I said. But every time she left, she left the daughters with him. Why? At which point he would temporarily hand them over to uh, Gloucester Social Services. Temporarily? And then when she came back, because he didn't have anyone to care for the children, so he gave it gave them social services. And then when Rena would come back, fearing for her daughters, he would take them out of social services and things would go back to, I use normal in quotes. You don't get to undo that. I mean, you don't get to undo that now. Oh, God, this guy, though. Yeah. I can't believe I've never heard of him. So, skipping ahead two years now, uh, we'll go through the meeting and the honeymoon phase of Fred and Rosemary. So, it's 1969. Oh, right. He's not with her yet. Nope. Oh, my God. 1969, Fred eyes Rose at a bus stop, which I wrote bust stop. (laughs) (laughs) And tracks her down um, to the bakery where she worked. So in his usual fashion, he's aggressively pursuing her, and they actually quickly started dating. So at this point, Rose is 15, and Fred is 28. Oh. Rose quit her job. It's a different time. Moved in with uh, Fred in his caravan, and started taking care of his daughters, Charmaine and Anne-Marie. And she was initially extremely affectionate and nurturing. Um, at 16, oh sorry, at 16, Rose officially left home to move in with Fred, and she was almost immediately became pregnant. Um, And then at which point her and Fred moved into a real house. Um, Her parents did not approve, but she was like, screw you. Yeah, but weren't they not... Of sound mind? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking my, my personal opinion is because her father, like, abused her and raped her all her life. So I'm thinking... He's controlling, sees another controlling man trying to take her, and is like, no, no. Mm. Um, yeah. But then, okay. He comes back. Daddy comes. The dad? Daddy comes back. Oh, God. 1971, um, Heather, which is Rose's first daughter with Fred, uh, is born, um, and shortly after, Fred committed some, like, petty theft, and he was serving six months. So during this time, Rose is taking care of the three girls, Charmaine, Anne-Marie, and Heather. Anne-Marie reports that both uh, her and Charmaine were frequently criticized, beat, and punished. By Rosemary? um, By Rosemary. Charmaine Charmaine was kind of weird. She was, like, very cold. Uh, They described her as unbroken. She refused to cry. And would even antagonize Anne-Marie, saying, my real mummy wouldn't swear and shout at us. Stuff like that. Well, you don't come out of a situation like that normal. Yeah. (laughs) So, it's also believed during this time that Rose murdered Charmaine shortly before Fred was released from jail. Stored her in the coal cellar of the home. 
And then when Fred returned, he buried her in the yard. Oh. Um, Where are their mothers? So, Rena, Rena came to claim their daughter, and they made... They made something up saying that she, like, ran away or something like that. Mm-hmm. So they told they told Anne-Marie, the daughter, that her mother came to pick up Charmaine. That, that's how they described or explained her disappearance. Okay. That Charmaine's mother took her home. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so Anne-Marie was like, you know, well, why wouldn't she want me, for example? And oh. um, they told her that she was the wrong color because... The mom, so Charmaine was mixed race. Okay. So they told Anne-Marie that she was the wrong color, so she wouldn't want her. In 1971, to your question again about where's mom, uh, Rena was discovered dismembered in plastic bags and buried. Oh, damn. So, so far we have Charmaine and Rena. Out of the picture. Out of the picture. So now it's marriage. Cut out. Wedding bells. Picture. Yes. (laughs) Nothing I thought you were going to do, like, the, the David, uh, like, cut it out. From Full House? Full House. No. They can't see that. <laughs> <laughs> Pretend. Um, so, yeah. Wedding bells are ringing. Oh, God. In 1972. Uh, Rose and Fred tied the knot shortly after Rose would be pregnant again. Child number two. And at this point, she's 19. Oh, how nice. Yeah. So at this point, they then move to the house that's known uh, very well, um, 25 Cromwell Street, referred to as the House of Horrors. It's a three-story home in Gloucester. um, And at this house, Rose would give birth to their daughter, May June. After May June was born, (laughs) she was born on, like, June 1st. Like, she went into labor on the 31st and then gave birth on the 1st or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they're like, we gotta call her May June. I have an aunt who was born on April 1st. Can you guess what her name is? May June. A- April? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't even register as wrong. That's the worst part. That's okay. Her daughter's, my, my cousin's middle name is May. And when she had her first daughter, I'm like, you have to name her June. It'll be so perfect. (laughs) And she did not. Anyway. (laughs) May, June. May, June. Um, So after May, June was born, Rose began to work as a prostitute out of their home. Sure. Why not? Um, And she would have affairs with... Sex worker? Yeah, sex worker. I use prostitute because that's what they said in the documentary. Okay. I don't know. Okay. That's my excuse. Wasn't sure what our... Okay. Whatever. Um, so their house is three, was three stories. It was kind of a weird setup. So they would rent out rooms on the top floor to people to help with income. Okay. Um, so Rose began to work as a prostitute in their home, and she would also have casual affairs with both the male and female tenants oh. that they rented their rooms out to. Rose and Fred would often engage in threesomes with another woman, um, of which like many... Be... Sorry. Sorry, go ahead. I just feel like that'd be so uneventful if he's as bad as they all say. <laughs> well, the the weird... <laughs> like, like, the weird underlying thing throughout this whole account is that, like, Fred seems to be the face, but at the root of it, everything's for Rose. Hmm. She's, like, not quiet, but she's, like, the quiet, undermining 
She's the neck? Yeah. <laughs> She's that turns the head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, so of the people that they engaged in like threesomes with and stuff, um, many accounted that Rose and Fred took great pleasure. Like both of them took great pleasure out of pushing um, the women they had sex with past their limits. So that was just kind of like little red flag number one. Like what? Well, that that comes out pretty evidently later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I also misspelled room, and I wrote down froom, which makes me <laughs> The froom. Um, the room used for... So they had a room that was called Rose's room, uh-huh. and that was the room that she used for her prostitutory services. <laughs> for comforting men? Yes. <laughs> Um, it also had several hidden peepholes, so Fred could watch. Peepholes or glory holes? Or both? What's the difference? (laughs) (laughs) Well, a glory hole is like the hole and you stick your dick through it and then someone will suck your dick on the other side. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did know that. Okay. (laughs) Be proud, Mom. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Peepholes. (laughs) Uh, so he could watch and then he would also so they didn't use their baby monitors for the babies they put them in the room so that Fred could be anywhere in the house and listen um, to Rose with her clients Um, so Rose's father daddy comes back oh no oh no eventually he approved of the marriage Fred earned his respect and when he learned of the prostitution business, he would frequently visit to have sex with Rose. No, I knew you were going to say that. I was really I, hoping you wouldn't. Oh. Afterward, I wrote, family discount? <laughs> oh, no. What? Yep. I don't approve. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> By 1983, Rose would give birth to a total of eight children, three of which were conceived with clients, not Fred. Um, And they informed the mixed race kids because like, so most of her, Fred's strategy for her business was they'd put ads in like the local kind of underground papers and they specifically asked for Indian men. Oh, Okay. Um, so all of her kids that were not with Fred were mixed race. Okay. And um, the kids asked why some of them were off color, as it were. Um, and Fred said, oh, my great-grandmother was black. So that's why you're... Yeah. And he f- openly accepted these children as his own. After which I wrote, great. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, dang, what, what a stand-up guy. Yeah. So now that they have all their kidlets, this is a uh, look into what life for the children was like. Okay. Um, So the kids, they were extremely sheltered, um, basically kept up the entire house with their chores. Uh, Lots of punishments. The abuse is primarily from Rose, and it was for both real or imagined wrongdoings. So sometimes she would just, like, flip her shit for stuff that wasn't real yeah um we've all been there (laughs) we've all been teenage girls and had moms do that (laughs) not quite the same (laughs) um 
between nine oh this is so sad between 1972 and 1992 the west children would be admitted to the emergency hospitals 31 times and each was explained as an accident and nothing was ever reported to social services so 30 31 times mm-hmm. divided by eight kids what does that work out to mm-hmm. five that's almost Less than three. Two and a half. <laughs> I can't math. Two and a half times. Yeah. Per kid. Oish. Yep. Um, Rose occasionally also went after Fred. So in one instance, she was chasing him with a carving knife. And he managed to run into a room and slam the door really fast in front of her. But it was like while she was going to stab him. So she stabbed the door really hard, but her hands slipped down. And... Hmm. She almost severed all of her fingers clean off. And her reaction to this was she wrapped them in a towel and said, look what you did, fella. You've got to take me to the hospital now. When Anne-Marie was just eight years old, so this is a a little bit early, uh, earlier before they had all their kids, Anne-Marie was just eight years old. She was bound, gagged, and raped by Fred with Rose's encouragement. Oh. And Rose told her that it's a father's job. Everybody does it to every girl. And this was the first of many times. Did she actually know any better? Like, did did Rose actually Rose? know any better, given her history with her father? I don't know. I mean, not not defending. Yeah. But, like, it's just perpetuating ignorance, right? Yeah. If that's the case. Um, Fred would frequently force the children to watch porn with him. No. Mm, no. Yeah. Um, and at 13... What? Hold on. Oh, so when Anne-Marie was 13, uh, Rose and Fred forced her to, um, like, prostitute herself. With Rose present in the room at all times. Oh, well, okay. Um, as long as she has supervision. I'm, like, sneakily trying to read your page, but no. I also don't want to peek. No. <laughs> Just the headlines. Just kidding. There are no headlines. No, don't. <laughs> there are no headlines. <laughs> Only horrible, uncomfortable. Only horror lines. Not horror lines, like horror lines. <laughs> horror. Hordor. <laughs> Hodor lines. So Anne, uh, Anna Marie ran away from home in 79. And after that, daughters Heather and Mae West became the focus of Fred's sexual abuse. Mae West? Like the, the dessert? <laughs> What? I thought her name was May June. It is. No, West, as in their last name. May June West. Yeah. May June West. Then a May West is also like a Joe Louis. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they're delicious. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. Oh, man. You're just making me hungry. Not apologizing. Now. <laughs> no more apologies. You know, only desserts. You know who else was unapologetic? Fred. Rosemary. Yeah. That's literally the next line. Fred was unapologetic. Uh, <laughs> um, and he would justify his abuse with, I made you, I can do what I like with you. No. Uh, Heather and May June tried to protect each other, <laughs> and they would never leave each other alone in a room with him mm. to try and decrease the chances of like rape and abuse. Um Stephen West, so one of their sons, they, I think they mainly had daughters, but they did have a son. He was informed that he was expected to have sex with his mother before he was 17. Stop. No pressure, though. No. That is not how the talk works. Yeah. So, 
Eventually, Heather's teachers and classmates noted welts and bruises when she was forced to shower after gym class at school, which she typically refused because the kids were extremely threatened. Um, like they could not talk about their home life or they were threatened with abuse or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so she event- after this, she eventually confided in a close friend that there were all these rumors flying around about like her home life and her sexual life and da 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 da. So she eventually confided in a friend that some of these were actually true. Mm. Um, the catch though is her friend's father was very close with Rose and Fred. So it took like no time before he shared this information back oh, with the Wests. No. Um, in 1987, the kids returned home from school and were informed that Heather had left to accept a job. Later, they would change the story and say that uh, they would tell the kids that Heather actually eloped with a lesbian lover. They must know that their parents are lying. <laughs> and later, they would change the story that Heather was involved in credit card fraud, so that's why <laughs> they didn't want to inform the police of her disappearance. Because they didn't want her to get in trouble. Oh, okay. The years following Heather's disappearance, Fred would jokingly, quotes jokingly, threaten the kids that if they didn't behave, they would under uh, end up under the patio like Heather. What? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so eventually Fred would build a barbecue pit that was across from Heather's burial site with oh. a pine table on top of her grave where they sat for family gatherings. Oh, oh, mm-hmm. oh no! Yeah. So I'm assuming he made the pine table. Why didn't he oh, just probably. make her a coffin? Yeah. Make. God damn it! Because he'd have to make like eight. Because. Oh. Yeah. Oh dear. So, taking it back. That's it for the kids for now. Taking it back to 1972 with the first nanny they hire. Oh my god, these people! 1972, so at this time there's three children in the West home, and the West would be moving into their Cromwell home in about a week. Um, So Caroline Owens, she was 17, she was hitchhiking home uh, after visiting her boyfriend Mm -hmm. when Rose and Fred picked her up. They learned that she wasn't happy with her home life and she was looking for work, and they offered her a part-time nanny job taking care of the kids. So Rose explained to Caroline that she was um, a, a masseur, hence her clients and men coming and going all the time. Like masseuse? Yeah. Okay. And Fred told her that he was a skilled abortionist should she need his services. <laughs> but, I don't mean to brag, but... <laughs> and, <laughs> and, um, so, I'll, I'll save you some trouble. Caroline survives, <sighs> and she's one of the keys in them getting taken down. Good so you her. can find, if you watch the crimes that shook the world, they interview Caroline. So she's speaking from a first person of what her experiences with them were like. Oh. So, um, oh. so he told her, uh, you know, you know, if you get pregnant, like, don't worry. It's all good. Like, you know, I've done hundreds of them. It's fine. I'll take care of you. No problem. Maybe postnatal abortions. And then she notes uh, that he said that he was so skilled as an abortionist, that after the procedure, the girls would offer their sexual services to him as a thank you. Right after? Right after. Uh, she okay. notes. Yep. She notes his incessant sexual talk and spoke of uh, the girls and women who were overjoyed with his sexual services as well. Those. He so he's learned in, something along the way. Well, 
Huh. He's saying he did, apparently. Oh, oh, this is coming from him. Yeah, so oh. th- this is, like, the, the girls who were like, oh, wow, you just took away my pregnancy. Take me. And they'd be like, wow, you're amazing at both abortions and sex. Oh, so that's, both ends. Yeah. Oh. Um, so Caroline got freaked out <laughs> and gave her resignation. And th- at this point, Rose and Fred started formulating a plan to abduct her. Under the guise of offering apology, uh, offering an apology and a ride home, after they drugged her with a cup of tea. So um, they picked her up, started driving, and Rose joined her in the back seat for a little bit of girls' chat, and began fondling her because Fred asked uh, Rose to check to see if she had had sex that day or not. What? Which one, I don't know how you I, could tell. But. That was going to be my question, and I'm like, oh, maybe I just don't know. Maybe I, that's just something that I don't understand. I feel like a actual doctor would be able to tell, but not not, not Rose. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> yeah. Um, so when Caroline resisted, Fred punched... I'm about to burp. <laughs> <laughs> it was gassy. When Caroline resisted, Fred punched her to the point of unconsciousness, and Rose bound and gagged her with, um, like, the scarf she was wearing. She was subjected to prolonged sexual assault and violence while restrained and gagged. Um, Fred threatened the next morning that they would keep her locked up in the cellar, uh, allow their, this is quotes, allow their black friends uh, to rape her, and when they were done with her they would bury her body under the paving stones. Oh, but she survived. She survived. Um, He also claimed that he had already, like, to Caroline, he claimed that, you know, there was already hundreds of girls that they had brought to the house for Rose's pleasure that they had killed that are buried out there. So she was just... He's basically trying to make her feel like, you know, you're not the only one. We've done this before. Yeah. You're going to go join them. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. Then they calmly asked if Caroline would consider returning to work. So this is where she saw her potential escape plan, so she agreed. She began vacuuming the house to prove that her intentions to stay with the family were pure. Um, and later, when her and Rose went to a laundromat, she got the F out. She ran for it. Good. And she went home. Her mother noticed the welts and bruises, and she had, like... You know when you have such exposed skin, it's not like a cut that's bleeding, but it's just like raw skin that's like sticky? Like a, not a blister, but almost a blister? It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of like after you pop a blister, how the skin underneath, it's ah. like that, but deeper. Ah. Um, so she had exposed and raw skin all over her, so her mom asked about it, and then Caroline just burst into tears and confided oh. in her. So Caroline's mom immediately reported to the police, go Caroline's mom, and um, Rose and Fred were arrested and charged with assault, indecent assault, and actual bodily harm, and rape, but Caroline was so broken that she couldn't bring herself to testify God damn it! to all the screwed up sexual abuse they put her through that the charges were that the sexual abuse charges were ultimately dropped and the west only pleaded guilty to indecent assault and causing actual bodily harm guess what their punishment was their final community service around children 50 pounds 
50 pounds. Oh, oh, like, like money. Money. 50 pound fine? I'm thinking of labor. <laughs> like, like hard labor. Like like Oliver Twist? Not Oliver Twist. Oh my god. Oscar Wilde. Not the same. Not even related. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Ugh. 50 That's pounds it? and they walked free. <sighs> I mean, it's a lot more in today's money. I'm... I'm not even gonna support that. <laughs> yeah. God. I think that's a good place to stop oh, for today. 50 pounds. So at this point, just to recap, <laughs> they had killed their... He had killed his wife, or at least wife is dead, first wife. Charmaine's dead. Heather's gone. Two daughters, wife, Two daughters, wife, wife number one, yeah. And girlfriend, yeah. Plus nameless four-year-old boy. Yeah, so we're up to six. Wow. I'm and we're just getting started. Oh, I'm surprised I haven't heard of these guys. But they remind me, like, they remind me so much of the Turpins, though. Mm. Like, not to... <laughs> They're all horrible people. Yeah. Um, but just... Like, it's not a new thing. We hear about the Turpins in the news, and mm. it's not... That kind of abuse isn't new. It's been... Yeah. It happens, and it's very... I find it creepy that I haven't heard of this. Not that I know everything, but like that I haven't heard of this, that it's not more public. Yeah. Because it seems like even like the big, let's call them heavy hitter podcasts that Mm -hmm. we listen to. Like I haven't heard them, them cover them. Has last podcast? I don't know, but I don't listen to last podcast on the left as avidly as I do other podcasts. Oh, okay. So they may have, because they're in, like, the hundreds and hundreds of episodes. Oh, so yeah. I, those guys those guys are great. Like, I'm, I, like, this is a really big case, so I'm sure they've covered it, but... I'm going to look. Don't listen before No, 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 finish. I'm not going to listen. I won't, I won't ruin it. And okay. I want to, I want to hear it from you. Okay. I want to hear it from you. I don't want to hear it from them. Okay. Maybe after. Okay, yes. Allowed. I'll allow it. All right. <laughs> oh, shutters. Yeah. So this is part one. Part one. Complete. What happens? Of two. What's What's next? Like, what happens? Summarize the next episode for us, Jenna. Uh, Next episode will be the bulk of the murders that take place. So the ones mentioned so far are just ap- appetizers. That's oh. not... <laughs> no no cannibalism takes place. <laughs> Not this time. They're just, I guess, teases to the full gravity of... You're just painting the their, picture of yeah. how terrible these assholes are. So, bulk of the murders to come. Um, this isn't the bulk? No. <laughs> this. What did we say? Six? Four? Six? Six including, like, the little boy and stuff. So, okay. Not the bulk. We're not even halfway there. Oh, that's that's wonderful. Yeah. Um, Extremely <laughs> uncomfortable. Yeah. So we go through the rest of the murders. We go through... I'll spoil it now. They do get arrested. Good. Um, so we'll go through what, what information brings them down. Uh, we'll go through their Fred and Rose's relationship during the trials. Because that oh, takes a turn. Interesting. And we'll go through current day Rosemary. Oh, she's still alive? She is still alive and kicking and has some weird stuff going on. 
Is it me you are looking for? <laughs> <laughs> I can see it in your podcast. <laughs> Karaoke podcast. <laughs> if this doesn't work out, that's next. Oh, God. <laughs> Have you ever seen those? Uh, Ellen does it, or she's done it before, uh, like Ellen DeGeneres, on how well people actually remember the lyrics to really big songs. Wasn't there a whole show dedicated to that? Don't forget the lyrics. Yeah. 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 It's amazing how much you forget. Not you personally. Just I'm just generic. Tra- you. The generic you. Yeah. Oh, I just never. Th- I've never thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. Damn. Yeah. I just replace words <laughs> with what I'm doing. I told you what Josh does, right? <laughs> Probably, but say it again. He. I was actually just talking to him about this the other day. I was like, I wish my friends understood the extent to which he does this. He will not, if we're in a car, even if we're not in a car, if we're at home, if we're anywhere in each other's vicinity, he will sing whatever song he has in his head or that's playing on the radio and insert my name in something to do with me falling down the stairs. And this isn't just like an every once in a like this is at least three times a day <laughs> that I get a different song with my name, something about me falling down the stairs. Until you said the fall down the stairs part, I'm like, that's not weird. I do that to you all the time. Example, um, <laughs> Phil Collins, I can feel it in the air tonight or whatever. It's like, I can hear Jenna falling down the stairs tonight. And then, ba-dum, 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 bum, bum. <laughs> That is the best thing I've ever heard. I mean, I don't want you to fall down the stairs, but... And I haven't fallen down the stairs since we moved, so I feel like it's not even justified. But it all stems from me being, like, clumsy in general. <laughs> this has been sitting crooked. <laughs> I think I killed Angie. Oh, we're good. <laughs> Still here. Excellent. So yeah, check us out. Tell your friends. Tell your mom. Tell your dad. Maybe not your grandma, unless she's into this thing. Yeah. Maybe she knows Rose and Fred. Ooh, maybe she had tea. Maybe your grandma's Caroline. <gasps> Let us know. Oh my goodness. So many connections. All the connections. Good. Good. All right. Yep. So next Tuesday. Stay tuned for next part Tuesday, two. Next Tuesday, part two. Um, this has been Sitting Crooked. With Jenna and Angie. Yay. <laughs> uh, we are officially, now that we're getting our bearings on posting, we are officially on Podbean, Google Play, yeah. iTunes. Yeah. Yeah. Look for the chair. On Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. I think that's all of them. Yeah. Not Pinterest yet. <laughs> yeah. And send any of your questions, comments, concerns. Corrections. Corrections. <laughs> yeah. To <laughs> sittingcrookedpodcast at gmail.com. Yep, we want to hear from you. Absolutely. Anything you have to say, even if it's just, hello. We love criticism. 